he's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on another lovely hill country morning. I have to confess it was uh, right below my temperature for shorts, and uh, I don't know. I may have to move that temperature each year. I move it up a little bit, but uh, yeah, put on long pants today, so I'm going to join the uh, the rest of the adult world today, I hope I don't let you down by doing so. Got a great show lined up for you today. Um, Tracy Knudsen is going to be on here in a minute. Um, looking forward to that. We have um, some hints at a at some good news. And um, I, you, you're going to want to stay tuned for this today. There are some... Uh, I know, we're making some progress, and um, I'm not. Well, we'll we'll go into that later today. But uh, there is good reason to celebrate today, and um, over the next few days, we're going to be kind of breaking that story out for you. Um, also, unfortunately, Pastor Greg is uh, on the road, and um, he was uh, still traveling yesterday, and is going to be playing. His program today is going to be pre-recorded, so we just decided to give him a, a day off, and uh, so no Pastor Greg today. I know y'all uh, really like Pastor Greg. Um, the um, Also, here's what's important. You're going to want to have your uh, big chief pad out today and uh, your big fat pencil because I'm going to be giving you some directions to some very buried information. Um, it is on the Texas uh, GOP website, and um, one of the questions that I get asked quite a bit when it comes time in the primaries or right after the legislative session, people will say, well, how did my representative do? And I can generally, I know enough of about most of the representatives that I can tell you, well, they, yeah, your representative was an A plus or your representative was a C minus or your representative uh, pretty much just failed the whole thing. And then obviously the next question is, well, well, what are the details? And uh, folks, if I could keep up with the details of uh the close to, uh, what is it, 85 uh, Republicans in the Texas House and be able to tell you where each one of them stood and how they voted and how they voted and how they acted in committee and, and how they voted. There's no way. I would be, um, yeah, I would be a one-of-a-kind genius. Uh, it, all that information is available, but I'm pretty sure nobody's got it memorized. And so to help you out, to kind of, um, oh, give you an idea of where uh, your Republicans are when it comes to the priorities and the platforms of the Republican Party, there is actually buried deep inside the GOP, the Texas GOP website, is a report on last, last session 
and how your uh, legislator did. And if you just can't stand to wait for me to tell you where it is, I, I dare you to go try and find it and uh, see if you can find it on the uh, GOP website because uh, it is not easily available. So I'm not sure if that's done on purpose or if it's just the way bureaucrats do things. Um, it's, you know, compartmentalized. It's down. It's in the right section, in the right segment and all that. But it's, you know, it's like three clicks away. So it's uh, you got to really know where it is, know what you're looking for, and uh, attempt to get to it. And I uh, spoke with one of the SREC uh, folks last night for a while and uh, got all kinds of exciting things going up. The Republican Party is going to be doing some, uh, uh, there's plans for January 12th, which is the uh, third day of session, and uh, plans for January 10th. Go ahead and get those days on your calendar. Uh, just January 10th is the first day of session. It's always a blast to go up there. Um, and uh, then January 12th, it sounds like we're going to have the vote on the uh, rules, which would include whether your um, important committees are chaired by Democrats. That vote will take place on January 12th. We do believe, of course, that is subject to change, but uh, from what we understand, that's where that is right now. Um, we do have a couple of things on the calendar. Um, tomorrow morning at 9.30 a.m., right in the middle of this program, uh, Bridge Church, um, there's going to be some uh, folks meeting at Bridge Church about the mentoring program for our Fredericksburg, uh, for FISD students. And uh, want to when Tracy comes on today, we're going to uh, talk about that um, and give you more details. And then Thursday at 6 o'clock at Buzzies, we're going to have uh, the Hill Country Preppers uh, meeting. And I don't, you know, dadgummit, I'm on the, this new computer system here, and for some reason I can't find my uh, email for uh, from Steve Lehman on the preppers, but we'll have him on the air either tomorrow or Thursday and tell us what the preppers are doing. And uh, when I get home today, I'll find that email and I'll go, oh, there it was right on top. But anyway, six o'clock, they're always good meetings. And so six o'clock this Thursday at Buzzy's uh, for the Hill Country Preppers go early order some barbecue. Again, I think someone told me that Buzzy's going to be moving. Uh, y'all keep me in, uh, you know, y'all don't let me drive over there after they've moved. All right. Y'all keep me, uh, y'all keep me, uh, in line when, uh, they move. So, um, going to give you a little bit of a Ben Franklin. And, uh, when we get back, we'll hopefully have my friend Tracy on the line with us. Let's see. Uh, oh, you know, just opened it right up to this one. Here we go. A light purse is a heavy curse. Yeah, another way of putting that. Poverty sucks. A light purse is a heavy curse. That from Poor Richard, 1745. What You know what his last name was, Poor Richard? Of course, we know it was all Ben Franklin, but do you know what Richard's uh, last name was in the uh, Poor Richard's Almanac? Hmm. Saunders, S-A-U-N-D-E-R-S, Richard Saunders, that was his name. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, uh, we will uh, talk about the mentoring program in Fredericksburg. 
Focused like a laser beam on Texas politics, Matt Long. All right, folks, we are back on the air and uh, got a great guest with you here. By the way, you can get these podcasts every day. Uh, if you go to Hill Country Patriot, uh, com. You can find these podcasts. Also, tell your friends uh, that live in the Hill Country to tune in to 104.3, 102.1 on your FM dial in the Hill Country of Texas. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Matt. Thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. I'm going to move around and make sure I can uh, get this uh, feedback off, uh, see if I can figure out what's going on. Um, let's see if that helps. Okay. All righty then. Tracy, hold on just a second. I'm going to try to figure this out. Okay. Here we go. We're going to cut that off. Trying to figure out what in the world I'm doing wrong here. Um, but uh, getting lots of feedback. So we're going to try that one more time. I'm going to turn my mic off. And Okay, Tracy, are you here now? Are you, ba- are you back? I, I'm here, Matt. It uh, doesn't sound like there's two of me anymore. All right, that's good. So we've got Tracy Knudsen on the line with us, and thank you, y'all, for uh, patience with my uh, running the board here and trying to figure out which buttons and knobs to push. So, Tracy, um, we uh, when we spoke last night, I uh, told you I had kind of a limited time. That has changed a little bit, so if I wander off, don't worry about our time limit that I told you about last night. Um, Tracy, um, I've known Tracy, I've, I've known him from church for a while and, and here in the county and, uh, Tracy got involved with, uh, with, uh, some of the moms, um, um, a while back and, uh, you were not politically active before this. Am I, am I correct in saying that? Have you been politically active all your life? No, Matt. It was just in 2020 when the curtain was pulled back, and I started seeing just what was going on in our world. And uh, I just couldn't sit back and just not do anything. So I started getting involved, um, joined the Fredericksburg Tea Party, and um, you know went to session with y'all, uh, walking up and down the Capitol halls and um, just learning. And uh, needed a lane to run into, and um, it was um, last. January when Tara moved here and the Lord just paired us together and then met Monica and the three of us have just um, really developed a relationship and um, started to work together. And that's what you guys have been doing is amazing. It uh, it had everything to do with um, with uh, library books, with curriculum, with health books, with with uh, yeah, all all kinds of stuff. What is the junk that is being filtered into our schools, even here? in the conservative um, hill country. So uh, let's talk a little bit. I want to kind of lead us up to where we're, why you're on the air today. So there's a program called Communities in Schools. It's a nationwide program. If you go to look at it, they've got, the, they've got videos, of course, and promotional material, folks. And if you go look this up, it kind of sort of sounds good when they start talking about it. Um, in fact, Tara wanted to uh, ask me to show the video at our Tea Party meeting, and I remember watching it going, are you sure you want to show this? 
And then it wasn't until about the last half of the video you start seeing images. This organization called Communities and Schools who wanted to come into Fredericksburg, who want to come into Fredericksburg, we started seeing images of Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives yeah. Matter, and things like that. And that was kind of a hint that um, we did not want this program in our school. So uh, some parents started doing some very bizarre things. They actually read the contract. So um, why don't you pick it up there from there, uh, Tracy? The, uh, so this organization wants to come to town. The school board looks like they're just going to just give it a rubber stamp and, and bring it on in at the tune of about $97,000. So pick it up from there and tell us the story. Well, we really didn't have any time to research it because, um, you know, it came out on the agenda item just the day before the school board meeting. And so, you know, we had to research as fast as we possibly could. And, Matt, you were at the school board meeting, and when they were talking about this, it didn't it look to you like the school board members, they were unsure about what they were going to be voting on as well? It, it looked to me like they hadn't had a lot of opportunity to do research on CIS as well. That was my impression. That that seemed to be my impression that none of them were really fired up and ready to defend it or even uh, argue against it, and it didn't seem like they knew a whole lot. So uh, go on from there. So we had parents testified. I believe you did. I mean, I know Tara did, and several of our other friends. What what kind of things did we uh, did you enlighten the school board with? Well, the um, the thing that I enlighten the school board with is I'm a member of the SHAC committee, which is something else, Matt, that I didn't even know existed. That stands for School Health Advisory Committee, and it represents it's a it's a group of parents and community members that represent our values here in Fredericksburg. And so Tara and Monica and I we stepped on the SHAC committee last year, um, and we're looking at uh, sex curriculums that would come in and uh, be in our sixth and eighth grade, you know, middle schoolers. And uh, we uh, we were able to vote a curriculum in that um, that we liked on that as far as like a health book. Uh, we didn't win the the vote on that. We lost by one. But anyway, that's what the SHAC committee is. And uh, the SHAC committee is um, it, anything that has to do with um, sexual um, instruction or um, nutrition. That's what the SHAC committee is for. Okay. And so it really concerned me that CIS was um, being presented to the board without it going to the SHAC committee first, because um, that would be something, if you're going to talk about mental health at all, that's something that needs to be addressed by the SHAC committee. And we did not have an opportunity to look at this. So, you know, that's what I got up and I spoke to the board about, and I said, I would like an opportunity as a SHAC member for this to be run through our committee so we can look at it. Were there were there any other shack? First of all, there's like twenty some odd people on shack, right? Shack committee, isn't it? Correct. Okay. Were there any other people there at that school board meeting when this uh, program was going to be uh, voted on? Were there any other shack committee members there? Yes, Matt. There were six of us, and oh. we would have loved the opportunity to be able to address the board as shack committees, but we were only given three minutes for public comment. Okay. So as I so that's good to hear. You had at least some more Shack people besides you were there. And by the way, Shack folks is Student Health Advisory Committee. And like um, 
Tracy said that's where anything health education, sex education, mental health, any of those things have to go through that committee first, and that's a, a state law. So it has to go through there. So first thing we uh, Tracy sees is uh, this program did not go through Sheck. It was interesting when the uh, there was an explanation of why do we need to spend a ninety-seven thousand dollars on this program that originally they told us it was to help dropouts. Um, do you happen to know what the dropout rate is at Fredericksburg High School by any chance, Tracy? Matt, I don't have those numbers. I do. Um, we happen to have 99% graduation rate. And so when, when the, uh, when, uh, the, the, um, this, this organization that comes along and says, well, we, we want to, uh, help improve your dropout rate. Well, we're already pretty dadgum good. And so that, that argument got shot down. And then what surprised me, and I think surprised a lot of people, Tracy, was when one of the board members said something about that we have lots of poverty in Fredericksburg, that there are students without food and without clothing at the Fredericksburg High School. What Tell me, what what did you think when you heard that? Because it shocked me. Well, I, I just, I was shocked as well, Matt. You know, why have we not as a community been told about this so we have the opportunity to come alongside our students and help them? Uh, more importantly, why are churches not aware of this? So, um, you know what I did last week? Um, I went and I sat down with two pastors in our community, and I immediately got yeses that they would be more than happy to help with food and clothing needs for our students. And yeah, and that one surprised me. And so, so it, it was like, wait a minute, we have that much poverty. But it doesn't surprise me that um, you were able to get churches to chime in so quickly, Tracy. And that's a big hands off to you for just going in that. So it's so far what it seemed like we'd been doing or had been happening was every argument for this $97,000 contract, the reasons they were telling us why we had to have this in Fredericksburg, we were pretty much, they were pretty much getting shot down one thing at a time. Uh, one of the other um, programs that communities and schools um, was uh, uh, talked about bringing was the mentoring program. So uh, tell, us, uh, tell us about the mentoring program. Some people may not even know what a mentor is. Why don't you fill folks in on that? Well, we have a great program here. It's called Fredericksburg Academic Boosters. And uh, it just so happens that I know Lori, um, who is the administrator of that. So I just I met with her at church last week and said, Lori, you know, how can I help? Um, what, what is our current need right now? She said, and this was as of yesterday, these are the current numbers, we have 18 Fredericksburg Elementary students on a waiting list for mentors, and we currently have three Fredericksburg Middle Schoolers waiting for mentors. And uh, we're going to have um, just kind of a question and answer um, opportunity tomorrow to sit down with Lori at the Bridge Church at 930. So anybody that's interested in becoming a mentor, I ask that you please attend that. And you can ask all the questions you want. Um, and if you feel like it's on your heart to become a mentor, I'm being told only 30 minutes a week is all it takes. I went to their website today. And um, it, you'd be doing anything from coloring with a child to maybe reading a book with them. And most importantly, just listening and being a constant in a child's life. 
so there's a great need for that here in our community, and I'm not quite understanding what communities and schools is needed for if our own community can help these children. We can do the food. We can do the clothing with the, the churches. Um, and we have five churches right now, though, Matt, even though I only sat down with two last week, we have five now that are on board mm. because the word has gotten out. So can you imagine with the congregation, the, popu- the population that we have here in Fredericksburg, what we can supply for these students? Now if we can get mentors on board, the sky is the limit. You know, what I'm hoping to do is flip the narrative where by this time next week we have mentors that are waiting for students. Wow. Wouldn't that be great? And, you know, you I, I heard that we had a waiting list for mentors, and I, I figured, you know, the number would be, you know, way up there in the hundreds, 18 elementary students and three middle school students in need of mentors 30 minutes a week. Listen, we got a lot of people in the Hill Country, Tracy, and you know this as well as I do. We're a big retirement, uh, um, uh, big retirement community here and so we got a lot of folks who've come here and they're they're living out there they're on their retirement playing lots of golf and and doing things like that what an amazing opportunity because if you're retired you have you've got a lifetime of experience and to be a mentor to someone who's maybe whose father is missing or or maybe mom is in the military and and they don't get much of mom and and dad's, you know, out framing houses every day. There's all kinds of reasons that kids need mentors. And we do have to, and this is uh, the same Lori I know, isn't it? The Alaska Lori, isn't that who this is? That's the same one and only. That's we love her. The, well, yeah, and uh, Lori has been doing this for quite a few years. I think over 10 years, Lori's been doing the mentoring yeah. program. So the opportunity is out there, and, and we're not reinventing the wheel. We are, it, it is jump on board with Lori, and uh, let's get this uh, uh, mentoring thing back up. So tell us again tomorrow at 930 at go ahead and tell us the rest at the bridge yes at the bridge church that's 9 30 that's 224 fm 2093 and um i'm going to have donuts we're going to have coffee um questions and answers like you mentioned matt lori's been a mentor for over 10 years so um and one thing that she did tell me yesterday is we really need men so um men if you're retired Come on, get some get some information, grab a coffee, grab some donuts, and see what you can do. Man, I'm telling you, that's amazing. Tracy, I, uh, you, are, uh, you, you are a shining example for what God has intended for us. Um, you know, we've uh, talked about things happening uh, uh, because of parents getting involved, and we always have to stop and give the credit to God. But at the same time, you know, God needed David to uh, pick up that uh, rock and uh, and load it into his slingshot. God could have destroyed Goliath without David, right? I mean, he could have done it. But God has always worked through people and with people to, to justify his ends. And knowing Tracy, folks, um, as long as I have, and knowing that she just came out of nowhere and said, I'm going to get engaged you're, you're the perfect example of what someone who is serving God's will and God's word. And I just want to tell you how proud I am to know you 
and um, and uh, anybody else that gets to know you or Scott um, is just uh, it's going to be a blessing in their lives. And so, folks, nine thirty tomorrow at Bridge Church in Fredericksburg. Go meet Lori and uh, Tracy and some of the other moms and and dudes, men, men, men. Go go do this. You'll it'll be so rewarding. Uh, Tracy, did we miss anything? Anything else we need to add to this? Well, Matt, I just wanted to thank you very much for your sweet, kind words. And I just want to let everybody know, if I can do it, you can do it. I, I've always been very timid, like a Gideon that wants to go hide back in my cave. But when you see the need and when God calls you to it, he's going to empower you um, for whatever mission that he has you on. So I just want to encourage everybody, um, please pray, find out where God needs you and uh, take a stand. Man, I'm telling you, uh, thank you again, Tracy, for taking time today, and uh, we'll see you soon. It seems like we see each other a lot. We'll see you soon. Thanks again, Tracy. Thank you, Matt. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. So there you go, folks. Tracy uh, Knudsen, if you want to join this mentoring program, and our friend Lori, um, yep, we call her Alaska Lori. Listen, if you think I'm nuts wearing shorts, Lori's husband this guy can be, it can be, you know, 28, 32 degrees outside, and you'll see Lori's husband come traipsing up in his shorts and his Alaska shirt on. You know, those Alaskans, I I don't know. Sometimes I question uh, their uh, mental capacities, but my friend Kathy sure can sure do cook well and can well, and she's a, an Alaskan. And speaking of canning, and we're going overboard here, but uh, Kathy... Um, our, our good friend Kathy was uh, in the canning class last Thursday and, and helped us along with that. And we had about 15 students in that class. And so that was very good. Um, and uh, the, um, yeah, it went great. We made some pick, we pickled up some uh, cauliflower baby carrots um, uh, that, you know, that little mix you see. I think it's called the gardenia mix or something. I always like that. Um, and uh, so we did that in the canning class last Thursday. The next canning class is going to be apples. They're going to be I'm not sure what they're going to do. I'd, I'd like for them to do an apple pie filling or something like that. Um, but anyway, since uh, those are the fruits in, uh, in season, the canning class, which is going to be the second Thursday, of November, you need to be signed up by the first Thursday of November. And these classes did fill up. I know they they uh, had to turn away some, uh, this last one. And uh, so if you want to go to this canning class, it's a lot of fun. One of the things we found out in this first class was that there is a huge interest not only in canning, but in dehydrating, drying food, other food preservation. And so, so much discussion was had about that, that it's pretty much a done deal that they're going to go beyond canning, that this may turn into a year-round uh, project of food preservation. And our good friend Bev uh, Kelly from Oregon and... Um, Angela oh, Fiedler, Fiedler from uh, the uh, Ag Extension Center um, are just thrilled to be able to bring this to you. Folks, we're running over time. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. He owns the largest collection of do-rags in Gillespie County. He's Matt Long.
All right, we are back. We are back and uh, mentoring program. Folks, go do this. 9.30 tomorrow morning at Bridge Church in Fredericksburg. And listen, even if you're a, a Kervillian or a Bandarian or a, is that, guess what you would call them, Bandarians or Medinas, Medinaries or uh, uh, Hunters, that one's easy. Um, any of you folks out there that can get this radio uh, station over the air, it's not that difficult to get up to Bridge Church tomorrow and find out everything you can from our uh, Lori and Tracy and the the ladies that are going to be up there, and hopefully the men that will be up there part of the mentoring. I guess they didn't want me to be a mentor, you know. I don't know. They set the meeting at nine thirty while I'm on the air. They must have said, "Well, we got to make sure that Matt Long doesn't want to be a mentor." So, nah, just kidding. I'm sure I would be welcome. Um, but uh, anyway, there is um, uh, there is a rumor last night late. Late last night, I uh, got started looking in on uh, some of our uh, text groups that I'm a part of, and uh, there was um, there was a, a little bit of a conversation going on, and uh, it had to do with a victory or a possible victory. Now, at this point in time, this is uh, not confirmed, but it's I'm telling you, it's about a step above uh, rumor, but I think this. Um, Communities in School Vote, CIS, uh, this $97,000 contract that uh, Tracy was just telling us all the reasons why we don't need to spend $97,000 for some out-of-town blue-haired uh, counselors uh, coming in to um, you know, educate our kids because we have all the resources we need here locally. We do not need this. And you heard reason after reason. Every time this organization would give up, a, say, here's why we need to come there, it was easy to say, we can, we can do that. We can provide that. And, um, but apparently, and this will be hopefully maybe confirmed later today or tomorrow, but I think that is all over with. But again, it's not, it's not a done deal, but I think that the CIS battle has been won by the parents in Fredericksburg. But we'll see. Again, I could be completely wrong. I know people get excited about certain things that they read or hear or see, and uh, you cannot trust everything on the Internet or on the interwebs or even in your chat groups. But I felt confident enough that I wanted to say something about that. And if that's where we are, we need to pray. There needs to be a prayer of thanksgiving and uh, also needs to be a make sure that we do not drop the ball now, that we continue this um, attempt to uh, block this uh, uh, progressive uh, socialist uh, group from coming into the Hill Country. You know, one of the ads that I saw that they were playing said – basically was showing it didn't say it but it was showing that they were going to turn your children into uh social activists and uh, we just don't need that in the hill country our our principles our culture in the hill country is not the culture of austin and we want to preserve that that good culture of love your neighbor of treat people the way you want to be treated that all men are created equal, and that includes women. <laughs> All humans are created equal. And it was just understood that the term 
man was humanity, was everybody, mankind, was not leaving the women out because you can't have any mankind without the women kind. Uh, it's uh, kind of an important part of the equation. But here in the hill country, we still have those values that we are all created equal and that we all have um, certain unalienable rights granted to us by our creator. And this progressive movement does not want to this progressive movement does not want to acknowledge that. The progressive movement um, wants to tell you that mankind is perfectible. And, and listen carefully, I'm going to say that. The, the, say it again. The progressive movement has this, their basic precept, one of their founding ideas is that man, humans, can be perfected and our behavior can be perfected through rules and regulations and, 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 and norms created by society, and that it's just a matter of we just haven't been teaching these things. And uh, that at some point in time, if we all get it into our fat little heads, then we would all live perfect uh, a paradise here on earth. Now, you and I on the other side of this know for a fact that we are created broken and flawed human beings, that perfection is impossible um, in a human, that the only perfection you're going to attain is if you claim, if you, if you call on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, there is how you can obtain perfection, and that's the only way to do it. Rules, regulations, laws, um, these things will not create a perfect humanity. And, uh, that's where they just, that's why they're willing to pour so much money and time and energy into these ideas. Cause they've bought into this idea that, that somehow we just need to get all the kids, just get them trained in all the right things and crime will go away. And, and uh, and and everybody will share everything, and and it's just a it's a pipe dream, folks. It's it, it can't happen here on Earth. The the progressive movement just ignores human nature. You cannot ignore human nature because it's natural. Thus, it's called human nature. It's how we are naturally. It's the way God created us, and it starts with Adam and Eve, right? I mean, here walks Eve up, and Satan says, hmm, you ought to check this out. And Adam stands by not saying a word because he knows better, right? He, he knows better. Uh, if Eve wants to uh, take a bite of that fruit of, uh, the, uh, of, of, of knowledge of good and evil, Adam's, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue with her. This is not a good day to argue with Eve. And so there we go. This was the beginning of the broken uh, humanity that we are today, and uh, it, we are not perfectible except through Christ, and that is for the next life, folks. We'll live that perfect life next time around once you leave here. Folks, we're going to take a short break, and uh, make sure you get your uh, big chief pad out and some pencils. Um, I'm going to be giving you some information on uh, Republicans and uh, that you're going to want to know where to find this information. And it's very fascinating. Folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Find out more about the Fredericksburg Tea Party at fredericksburgteaparty.org. 
All right, folks, we are back. You're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot Radio um, at on your FM dial, 104.3 and 102.1. I'm not even sure if 98.7 is still there, but uh, somewhere in the Hill Country, uh, we used to be able to pick us up on 98.7, but I never tuned in there, so I'm not sure uh, if that's still around or not, but it's the Hill Country Patriot, and no matter where you are in the world... Unless you're maybe in uh, North Korea or Iran, uh, you can listen to us on the hillcountrypatriot.com. Hillcountrypatriot.com. Also, check out thematlongshow.com. Thematlongshow.com. I think it's up. I can't believe I'm sitting here. I got seven tabs up, and I don't even have my own tab up. Um, So... Anyway, quick uh, request for your prayer list before we get to the uh, big chief tablet that you have in your hand waiting to take notes. Um, friends of mine, uh, Mark and Catherine, have been uh, they had a they had a rough day yesterday. One of them in the hospital for surgery in the morning, and the next one, um, uh, and the other one uh, goes home to feed the dogs and falls over and ends up getting life uh, ends up having to take a life flight to San Antonio. Man, Catherine and Mark need your prayers, folks. Catherine is back home and is okay. Uh, Mark, I think, is still in the hospital. But, man, you talk about a rough day for a couple. So, Mark and Catherine, please, please, extra special prayers for Mark and Catherine today. So, the um, we've talked about the, and I talk about it quite a bit, the priorities of the Republican Party uh, the platform of the Republican Party. How do you define a Republican in Texas? Um, and and that is by looking at the platform. And then how do we then evaluate how did our Republicans do on the priorities? Well, one thing you can do is look at the end of the session and see how many priorities actually got taken care of, right? Well, the last three sessions, it, it, it hadn't happened very much. There's been very, it, it's been very little. I mean, we got like a half of one, uh, two sessions ago. Last session, I think we got like two out of seven or eight. Um, but so there is a report now. And uh, in during the last session, our uh, Republican, uh, the, uh, the uh, SREC, the State Republican Executive Committee, created a subcommittee and uh, put Jill Glover as head of that uh, subcommittee. And what that subcommittee was supposed to do was monitor where all of the Republicans are and what was happening with the legislative priorities. And so there had never been an accountability coming from the uh, Republican Party on these priorities. Now, it came from people like me and others that would get on the radio and talk about uh, the different priorities that were that didn't get uh, passed and uh, whine and complain about it, but there was never a way until last year. And Jill Glover, thank you, Lord Jill Glover, and she called me last night with some information. Thank you, Jill. So, how do we find that information, right? You would, one would hope that you could go to the Republican Party of Texas and right there on the front page, it would say, here's how to hold your Republicans accountable. But they didn't make it that easy. So the first thing you need to write down is the website for the Republican Party of Texas. You ready? It is texasgop.org. So start there. Go to texasgop.org dot org 
Now, once you get to TexasGOP.org, the uh, first uh, tab up at the top on the left says about. All right, so about the Republican Party. So you highlight that and you scroll down to where it says legislative priorities. All right, so TexasGOP.org. Then go to about and legislative priorities, and it will show you the legislative priorities for the 88th legislative session. That's the session that starts this January. Protect our elections, secure the border, blah, blah, blah. You can go through those. Those were eight out of the 15 that were presented by the uh, priority committee, and the uh, delegates voted these as the top eight. Now, somewhere you get down toward the um, bottom of the uh, page, there is a link that says previous legislative priorities. And it's at the bottom of the legislative priorities page. And it says 87th legislative assessment report. All right, so there we go. There's an assessment, um, and so the uh, Republicans, someone who's watching them, that would be Jill and some of her folks that were working with her, are watching, and they took a look at what those uh, priorities, uh, what those their report on those priorities, and they did. Um, the, they started by identifying out of all the legislative bills that went through last uh, last session. There were 76 bills that this uh, subcommittee said where these are the bills that address the priorities. All right. They identified 76 of them. They then took that list, and this is where it took a lot of time, and you got to love them for this. It then took that list, and on every single, every single representative and senator they can go through and tell you exactly how they voted and not just on the floor at the end all right you're hearing me now very carefully because your representative and your senator is going to say yes i voted yes for all of the legislative priorities that came down onto the floor. And it's true. They pretty much all did. All right. In fact, uh, Andy Murr, out of those 76 that bills that were filed, only 15 of them made it to the House floor for a vote. 15 bills out of 76 priority bills made it to the floor. Wow. That ain't good. And so you can go over there, and we looked up Andy. Uh, we looked up Andy Murr because that's an easy one. Uh, you know, he's just a. Ran- I just picked one randomly. Uh, Andy Murr, and uh, it goes through how did he do on monument protection? He filed a bill on that House Bill thirty five eighty four. How many bills did he joint author on the priorities? And there were three of them there. And how many bills did he? How many of the priority bills did he sign on to? In other words, those fifteen that made it, how many of them did he sign on to before they made it to the floor? And uh, you would have to say four out of 16, four out of 15. Um, and so there is, um, 
This is, uh, let's see. Nope, 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 nope. I got my wrong number wrong. I'm reading that incorrectly. But you can go yourself. So start out at TexasGOP.org. Go to Priorities. Then go down to the bottom, 87th Legislative Session Report, and then follow that. And there's two links in there. Um, One of them is for the House. Actually, there's three. One for the House, one for the Senate, and then also a link to show you what were the 76 bills that they decided were what was um, that were the priorities. So there you go. And uh, this won't be the last time I tell you about that, um, but we will uh, go check it out. TexasGOP.org, legislative priorities. Do a little uh, do a little research there. Stay tuned for Lorraine, and we'll see y'all uh, tomorrow. <laughs>